Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a climbing coach, business coach, and brain rewiring certified coach. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things climbing, business growth, and brain rewiring from a holistic point of view. You can hear more from me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You can find freebies for training for climbing, building your business, and brain rewiring over there. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If you are based out of the United States, happy almost Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week here and I have a really special conversation that I want to bring to you with one of my clients and friends, Steph. She is absolutely, she is an amazing soul. Like I am lucky just to know her. We sat down to have this conversation, I think back in August and then the audio file went missing, but I was able to recover the video. So I was really excited and wanted to really showcase Steph. And she is honestly one of the smartest women I know. She is a voracious reader. She loves books of all kinds. So it was really great to be able to sit down with her, talk to her all about her experience with brain rewiring being a new business owner, and so much more. I absolutely know you're going to love her. So some updates if you are listening to this the day and the week that it comes out. So again, that's going to be right around Thanksgiving. You know I've got you covered. I've got the hookups for the Black Friday sales. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that I am no longer going to be identifying as a climbing coach. I built my business as a climbing coach, and climbing training is something that I am incredibly passionate about. It is it is the thing that essentially proved to me that I could accomplish so much, not just as a climber, but as a person as well. So I really have this big, huge soft spot in my heart for climbing training. I have built numerous training programs at this point in time. I have an entire course called Elevate. That's a holistic approach to training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for climbers. All five of my programs are actually going to be on sale for Black Friday. So Thursday's episode is going to be a breakdown of every single one of my training programs, what it is, who it's for, what to expect, and what the workouts look like, what you're going to get inside all of the programs. So if you are curious, if you're wondering, I would stay tuned for that episode. I've had hundreds of women go through these programs with incredible results. I can tell you right now a fan favorite is Send Strong. This is my body weight conditioning program. So I created this in, I believe it was March of 2020. So this was great timing. All you need is your body. You don't need any other equipment. And you go through these hit style workouts that are, it's like this love-hate type of relationship where they're like really hard, but you're really impressed and proud of your when you're done and they actually freaking work. These workouts are the closest thing that I can think of experience-wise and feeling-wise in my body that's not actually rock climbing. Like, you know, in rock climbing, you get into that flow state and it just feels really good. This will get you to that similar place, but you don't have to leave your house. It's awesome. It's perfect for winter. So again, I'll be breaking down all of those programs on Thursday's episode and everything will go on sale on Friday. That's right. I'm holding out till Friday. I'm not going to do it early. It's going to be on Friday and the sales will run through Monday. Monday, Cyber Monday of that week. Everything will be up to 60% 
off, and I'll be donating a large portion of the proceeds to two different organizations. The first one is Climbing for Change, and the second one is the Loveland Foundation. So both of these organizations do incredible things, and I believe in them so much. I'm super excited to be able to donate and really honestly send send this out with a bang. Like, I'm, I'm so sad, but I'm also so excited, and I know that this is part of my journey and part of my path, and I'm really excited to, after this point, be able to refer people to amazing climbing coaches that are in the community and I know do such a fantastic job of training people and helping people. Other updates, if you are a business owner and you are looking to scale your business to six figures, I got you covered. I'm so freaking excited for my six-figure mastermind to begin in January 2022. I'm starting enrollment in just a couple of weeks. You can actually join the waitlist using the link in the show notes. This six-figure mastermind is going to be limited to six women. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking all about the energetics inside your business. So I kind of see it as like this Venn diagram where we have strategy on one side and then energetics on the other side. And in the middle is what we think about as like alignment or flow or success or like, okay, that feels really good. We actually need both sides. What I find is that most people have the strategy down. They're really good at creating content, having a strategy when it comes to that content. They're really great at creating courses and programs and emails and all all the things, all like the linear logistical things. But then when it comes to their own energy and how they're really feeling inside their body, they're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed, overworked, and they're not taking as good of care of themselves as they really could. Most entrepreneurs are overworking. I'm just straight up going to say that. There is definitely, you know, that hustle period, I I believe, in the beginning, but at a certain point in time, you're going to come to realize this is not sustainable. How am I going to continue to grow my business if I'm working this hard all the time? So I really think that energetics is the answer. It's the solution. It's been an absolute game changer for me. Once I started paying attention to and implementing some different things when it came to energetics, everything fucking changed for me. My entire business shifted because the way that I not only treated myself, but the way that I showed up for myself shifted too. I had to make the changes first to see the changes inside of my business. So we're going to be running from January through June of 2022. If you're looking to scale your business to six figures in 2022, this is for you. You can join the waitlist using the link in the show notes, and I am so incredibly pumped for this. We're going to be talking all things biz through the rest of the year. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Steph. You guys, today I have a very special guest here with me. I have Steph Hackett. She has been through multiple of my programs at this point. She is such a bright light for me. She is seriously one of the smartest women I have ever met. I am so excited to have her on the show. We're going to be talking about all things brain rewiring, business. We're going to go all over the place. It's going to be awesome. Um, The first thing that I want to do is if you guys don't know Steph yet, can you please introduce yourself to my audience so they can get to know you and your awesome self a little bit better? Yeah, for sure. Um, Hi, I'm Steph. (laughs) Um, Due to Chelsea's amazing programs, I recently started a business. Um, It's called Hard to Say Coaching. Um, As Chelsea mentioned, this interview is probably going to go all over the place because my interests are all over the place. Uh, So what I aim to do is to kind of help people 
grow. I'm very interested in personal growth and understanding yourself better and understanding myself better. <laughs> so I aim to help people with that. And then also a lot of people seem to uh, really struggle when it comes to like really honest communication. And that's something that I'm really passionate about because I feel like looking back on my life and various spots where things have been more difficult than they needed to be, it's because somebody didn't want to say something that was uncomfortable to say. So uh, that's a little bit about my business. I originally found Chelsea because I found her Synergy program, uh, which I believe is coming up again and is truly amazing. Um, and I was really drawn to it because I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have long struggled with a lot of kind of negative self-talk, especially like self-sabotage and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, I got into that program, thankfully, and I truly loved it. It was life-changing and then, you know, just kind of jumped at the opportunity to keep working with Chelsea on things. <laughs> oh, and I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that you did too. So one of the things that I really want to draw out first and yeah, again, we're going to go all over the place because like Steph and I are both very multi-passioned and I was like, okay, good. We don't have to stick in this box. This makes me happy. <laughs> Um, one of the things is the negative self-talk. So I know you do a ton of reading. You are probably one of the most voracious readers I've ever met. You read so many <laughs> self-help books. So the self-talk, why was that something that you're like, okay, yes, I could read about this, but what was it with in the program and synergy that you were like, okay, I could actually start to change and shift some of this. So as someone who reads a lot, and I'm sure that people listening who also like to read a lot can relate, it's very easy to do a ton of research and never act on what you know. So um, I think that something that you say that really resonated with me from day one is like people want to hear you say it to them. And that was absolutely the case with me and Synergy. It's like, oh, I understand these tenets. I understand the concepts, but it was so useful to have you break it down and answer my questions and the content in Synergy in the modules is so granular and step-by-step -step that it was easy to not think about the steps and just do them, just one foot in front of the other and do them and actually act on them. Yep. Yep. Like there's no, there's no excuses. You can't just put the book down. I mean, I guess yep. you program down, but you do, you know, have like 20 other women kind of keeping you Yeah that sense and exactly yes it's that accountability piece which okay our mutual love for Gretchen Rubin um if you guys don't know who she is she's absolutely amazing she is the creator of the four tendencies so both Steph and I are rebels which means we don't really respond to outer or inner expectations so telling us what to do is uh it just doesn't work it's not it's not a thing that like we comprehend uh, we were talking about this before we hopped on to this interview but for you so like yes there's this account accountability piece, but what was it like that actually, you know, drove you to make that change for yourself? I think that for me, like it's less about the accountability and in the sense of like letting someone down or something like that. And more about the, the pacing of getting caught up with the group. Like you said, there's, there's so many other women in this group with us. Like it's, you just want to go with them. You want to go on this journey together. Like the camaraderie aspect, it was just great timing for me to do it. Like I, I could definitely see a time that maybe I would have signed up for it and not been in the right headspace to just get it done. But I knew that I was in a good spot to do it. So I pulled the trigger and I did the thing and it was perfect. I think that another thing, like, like you said, it's not 
there, there is some accountability. You can't just put the book down. I think that if I had bought this as like a self-paced course, then I would have been like, well, I can just read through all the modules first and then go back and do them. And then I never would have done it. Like it never would have happened. But because we were having the weekly calls and because it was so valuable to have that time on the call to ask you questions, I didn't want to fall behind because I wanted to get value out of the course. I'd also never, ever invested that much money in myself at one time before. Uh, like I'm over the years, yes, I've, you know, invested that much money. But for me, as someone who's like in a lot of consumer debt, it was really, it was a serious hurdle for me to make the choice to do that. And I have, I've hypothesized before that like, oh, if I spend the money, I will do the thing. But as a rebel, that's not really always the case. <laughs> it did help in this case. It really did. But I think that that's, again, just because I was like at the right crossroads of like, this is the time to take care of this stuff. This is the time to focus on this thing and do it. It was, it was perfect. It was good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. And just identifying too, like with rebels, it's all about like, oh, I identify as somebody that I finish what I start, you know, or whatever. Right. Like, who do you want right. to be kind of like at the end of the day? And you're like, well, I want to be a really strong participant. I want to be somebody that shows up for myself. So it's really just like reframing instead of that accountability piece. Like, yes, mm -hmm. small part of it, I think, because we don't want to appear like we're slacking or, you know, whatever it is, or you were like holding the group back but the bigger piece of yeah. it really is like oh I want to be this person that dot 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 yes oh and that's that is like part of what drives me behind my business is getting people to understand and I mean obviously as we discussed with the four tendencies like it depends on what tendency you are how you're going to approach this but you get to decide who you are you get to choose it's not set in stone for you and based on your tendency the way you go about deciding or the way you go about enacting on that will be different, but it's just, it's such a freeing realization that you're like, I don't want to be this anymore. I want to be that. It's like, okay, go be that. You know, let's talk about how you can go be that. <laughs> yeah, there's so much like, empowerment and freedom within that. So how have yes. you noticed that your internal self-talk has changed or shifted? Oh man. Okay. So I was really good at keeping up with the rounds for like the vast majority of the program. And then they totally tapered off towards the end. So I will, I will kind of like juxtapose during program versus now. <laughs> so it, I definitely noticed a difference literally before I feel like we had only done two days of rounds and I was like, wow, I completely noticed the difference in how I just, it's, it's like the old patterns of thinking just aren't an option anymore. It's like, no, I would catch myself doing whatever it was. So let's see, what were my, what was one of my negative brain pathways the first time around? Um, uh, let's see, there was one that I, I definitely always, I had come to think of myself as delicate and fragile. And so I think that initially this might've started out as like almost a positive belief about myself and then like morphed into a negative one because I have several like digestive health issues that are really frustrating on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I think that I had definitely come to think of myself as someone who's just like, Oh, I can't do that. Like I, I'm just not, I'm not strong enough to do that. Or I'm not. And I mean that not in the sense of like lifting a weight, but like, 
I wouldn't get on a roller coaster because I'm like, oh, I get dizzy really easily. And, you know, I have low blood pressure and I'm just not able to do that. I would think of all these limitations, like physical limitations that I had, and they were just ready-made excuses for me to not do things that I was interested in doing some of the time. And so immediately during the program, like I must've been at work. I work at a climbing gym. That wasn't in my intro. I work at a climbing gym and I'm a rock climber. Um, and I, you know, I felt that kind of switch to the moment where I felt kind of tired or something like that. And I would have, I definitely would have just given up before and been like, oh, this is my limit. You know, this is the thing that I hit. And because of doing the rounds and doing my affirmations, like I'm strong and capable, my body is resilient. You know, I was able to say, you know, this isn't like the end of the day. This is like a mild setback. Let's have a drink, maybe a snack and get back into it. You know, I was able to just think of myself in a completely different light. It was amazing. It was so great. That literally just gave me like the chills right there. Like your affirmations and like, no, I am resilient. Like, yeah, (laughs) not over and over and over again. Like Mm -hmm. you start to believe it. Like, yes, you do. Like it's right. This is my truth now. Yeah. And I think that it was really helpful being so steeped in that atmosphere. uh, As you would say, as like, uh, everything was like higher, higher frequency, right? Like I was surrounding myself with that by being in the group, by cutting out negative media from my daily consumption, by doing the rounds every day, even if I didn't fully get through all of them, just by being in that headspace of like, I am deciding what's going to be reality. I'm creating reality right now. Like that was such a powerful line. I think it's literally that line in the guided meditations. It's like, I am creating my own reality. I'm choosing to rewire my brain and change my reality or something like that. And it was like, just having that said so confidently and saying it so confidently, it really helps to shift your mindset into whatever you decide you want that mindset to be. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power behind yes. deciding. And, and I'm a terrible manifester, by the way. Like that is not, we're not there. Like I'm not, it never works ever <laughs> or it never has worked. I'll say it that way. But for me in the past, I'm not, that is not the level we're on. It is just purely changing my belief and having that be what flies. Right. And in just like two days too, like being able to like, we're not so fast. She's fixed or anything after two days, but like to right. the shifts and changes and like the thought patterns that you've had for however many years to finally be like, oh my God, I'm like not only aware of them, but I can actively then choose to change them if they're not working for me. Yes, absolutely. Oh. And so, yeah, to, to juxtapose, I, you know, haven't been doing my rounds. I've been bad about my rounds. And so now I, it's more of a conscious effort to, in those situations, reassure myself that like, no, I'm, I'm resilient. Like I'm, I'm good. Like it's, it's not an automatic thing. It had gotten to the point where it was becoming an automatic thing. And now I kind of have to remind myself again. And some of them I feel have slipped entirely. Like my scarcity mindset is kind of out of control. So we are totally going to do another round of rounds. <laughs> I literally over the past few days, cause I'm on vacation and have this lovely time in front of me. I've been sitting down and choosing which ones I'm going to focus on, which brain pathways and trying to come up with affirmations. I'm literally going to go back and rewatch the videos because I know that other people in the group had these that they were focused on. And I know we discussed their affirmations. 
So I'm so glad to have those recordings because I'm going to go back and use them and try to come up with my own affirmations. <laughs> oh, I love it. And there's so many messages too. So like in the things that other people say, like hidden messages mm-hmm. for us. And you're like, holy shit, I really needed to hear that actually. Right. It's like, it's like and, oh, exactly now. That's yeah, what I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you did that for a lot of other people in the group too, with the things that you shared. And one thing that I want to like pull out of what you said is like, when you were like, oh, I'm not, I'm doing bad at my rounds. Like I'm that in quotes is like yeah you sometimes like there's just like sometimes it's just not right and that's okay yeah like I'm really proud of you for giving yourself the time and space to be like you know what I'm releasing these like it's fine you know yes yep my life is better like Mm -hmm. feels better when I do them but like it's not always worth it to force yourself through it right I would literally like I would have free time and I think, oh, nobody's home. I can do a round. And I would literally start creating content before I would start doing a round. And I was like, okay, I need to not try right now. This is not something I need to push. (laughs) I I would clean. I would create content. All the things that I normally procrastinate, I would start doing in order to procrastinate my rounds. And I was like, all right. It's just gonna let's back off for a minute. <laughs> right. Okay. So going forward, and I know you got really consistent with them in the program as well. So what mm-hmm. are kind of the things like we talked before we hopped on about like the power of pairing from Gretchen Rubin, like pairing oh, yeah. your current habit with a habit that you already have. So like going forward, how are you going to kind of like prioritize doing the rounds? Oh, I'm going to work them into one of my routines. And so I say that kind of loosely as a rebel, it's kind of, yep self-defeating to try to have like a morning routine or an evening routine that's really set in stone <laughs> like whatever I feel like doing okay yeah. <laughs> right uh I I follow somebody on YouTube um her I think her channel is called Mariana's Study Corner mm-hmm. um but she had a really amazing video about morning routines like I almost wept with joy when she put it the way that she did uh she thinks of her morning routines as having categories in them kind of like as a to make it more plug and play so it's not like she does the same thing every morning but she'll think of like okay here are activities that I put in my active column like maybe it's going for a run maybe it's doing some yoga maybe it's you know whatever and then she has some she puts in her intellectual column and maybe that's reading a book or maybe that's journaling or something like that and so that way when she wakes up she just picks a couple things from different columns and does those. And it's more like she has a set time period that is for her to pursue any of these things after she wakes up as like a buffer. And so for me, it would be really like meditating in general is I've done it on and off for years and it's just so great whenever I am doing it. And so for me, it's easy to slot rounds into that section of time. I think the big thing for me before is like I was setting aside time to do it. My partner was really on board. He was really supportive in being like, you need to go do your rounds. Like (laughs) it's time you need to go do them. (laughs) And so getting him back on board with that and, you know, him helping me to create space and distract the dog so that I can go like sit in my closet with my noise canceling headphones for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it doesn't have to be at the same time of day, but as long as I am, um, sorry, all of that morning routine talk was, I really aspire to do that. And I haven't had the space to create that before coming on this vacation. I think I have finally gained the space to do that. So when I get back, it will be nice to know that my rounds will slot into either my morning or evening routine and not being too strict with myself about which one they go into, but knowing that I have that time blocked off on my calendar for me. Yes. 
Oh, I'm so glad you shared that too, because I think a lot of people listening are going to resonate with that. Like we hear these things like morning routines and like, it's great if that works for you, but if it doesn't, then you what feel like a failure all day because you're like, Oh, I didn't do my morning routine, but it like just doesn't work for you. I'm, I'm pretty similar. Like I definitely do not do the same thing every morning. Um, definitely Mm -hmm. not in the same order. Like some mornings I wake up and I'm like so excited to work and other mornings I'm like, Oh, hell no. Like not, (laughs) nope. Anything else other than that. Um, not touching it. (laughs) Exactly. So like letting people know that like, this is not something that has to be super strict. Like the most important thing is yes, like doing the rounds, but like making sure that it feels good and sustainable for you. Like it can be as let's say structured as you want it to be, but it can also be something that's a little bit more free flowing as well. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody that thrives on structure, then absolutely do that. Like that's, again, just to draw it back. uh, This is what I'm like passionate about helping people discover about themselves. (laughs) I just want people to help. I want to help people understand themselves better so that they have these resources. Like if you're, if you've never really done like self-work in that realm, like how will you know if structure is your thing? You might be one of those people who tries to have structured routines and you know, it might frustrate you endlessly and make you really down on yourself when you don't do those things. So yeah, being, having grace with yourself and kind of understanding how you operate best. It's not about how that influencer operates. It's not about how your mom operates. It's about how you operate best. So yeah, having the grace to just kind of fit it in wherever you need to. I know some people when we were doing the program were really into splitting up their rounds. Like they would do like one here, one there throughout the day. I know that if I do one and get up. That is all that I will do for the day. So I need to do however many I want to do while I'm sitting down. <laughs> Cause I, if I do two in the morning and I intend to do four, like in the evening, I'll be like, ah, I did two this morning. We're good. Like I will not, I will not go sit back down. So <laughs> same. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like however yeah. many have been accomplished, that is what we will be doing. That's um, what it'll be. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this is just such a great, I think, way to talk about this. And yeah, like, again, if you're somebody that thrives on structure, great, that can work really well for you. And you know, there's tons of accountability. But if you're somebody that needs it to be a little bit more free flowing, it can be that too. So if you've been listening to the podcast lately, you know we've been talking all things business, one of my absolute and all-time favorite topics. One of the things that I help my clients with the most is learning what is their responsibility in their business and what is somebody else's or what they're going to need help with. And a huge one with that is the legal side of your business. So, okay, before you you make that face with the emoji that's like, ooh, don't worry, I have a solution for you. So for me, when I work with clients, it's really important that we are protected on both sides. Having contracts in place might sound scary, but I promise you it is actually such a good thing to have in your business. So for me, contracts really provide an energetic exchange of energy. It's saying, okay, I'm here. I'm going to show up for you as the coach, as the provider. I'm going to hold you to this standard. You said, you stated you want this thing. You want this change in your business with brain rewiring, whatever it is. You know, it's energetically holding that client to the standard. And on the other side for the client, that's accountability for them. It means, wow, okay, this is a real thing. This is serious. This is something that I really want to show up for. So 
If you're a business owner and you're working with clients, I would highly recommend having contracts between you. There are different types of contracts for one-on-one, for group programs, for doing things like affiliate markets. So making sure that you have the right contract in place is super important. And for me, I had no idea what to do for this at first. I thought that I could totally just copy-paste from Google and it would be just all fine. Yeah, don't do that. It's, it's not all fine. And those contracts would never hold up if you ever needed them to. So for me, the solution that I found, and I've been so happy that I did, her name is Sam Vanderweelen. She's a lawyer and she helps business coaches nutrition coaches, health coaches, climbing coaches, any type of coach, by providing us with legal templates that we can use with our clients. You get to customize them to your business so that they're actually going to stand up in court if you were to ever need them. I bought her ultimate bundle, so it has not only the contracts in there, but it also has privacy policy, terms and conditions for websites, disclaimers, all of the things, all of the legal foundations that you need in your business. So if you're interested in learning how to legally protect your business, I highly recommend Sam's free workshop. I'm going to link it in the show notes. For me, this is what I went through and started realizing like, okay, yeah, I can't turn a blind eye to this anymore. I actually need to take this step in my business, make sure that I'm protected. So I'll link the first five steps to legally protecting and growing your online business in the show notes. And you can start to learn from Sam why this is so important. And if you're interested in more of her products, I'll also link to the ultimate bundle, which I mentioned, which is, again, all of those legal contracts, the disclaimer, the privacy policy, all in one place for you. That way, your business can be legally protected and you can know beyond a doubt that you're doing things the right way. So I want to yeah. shift gears a little bit and talk more about your business because oh, you guys know <laughs> I love business, love talking about it. And let's talk about having honest conversations. Like your your business name says it all. Hard to say coaching. You're coaching people <laughs> through things that are notoriously either hard to say, hard to talk about. So what are some mm-hmm. of like the big heavy hitting topics that you love to get into? Oh man. Oh gosh. This is, this is too big. This is too large. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to default to relationships, which feels like a cop-out because it's like what everybody wants to hear, but like, it's also the thing that everybody wants to talk about and can't people what they want. Yep. I will, you know, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people struggle to say things when they need to be said in relationships. And so to use a somewhat dramatic example, um, in high school, I struggled with this a lot. I would date someone and I was always dating someone in my friend group. And so it was like, I would, my feelings would change or I would start to develop feelings for someone else, but I didn't want to upset the dynamic that we had going on amongst, you know, everyone that we knew. Right. And so I would just put it off and put it off and put it off and not say anything. And then inevitably, however, the relationship ended, which was sometimes kind of ugly, um, you know, it would be like, why didn't we just talk about this sooner? It, it could have alleviated so much hurt and confusion. And anyone who has had 
to break up with someone else, if you are, and you genuinely cared about that person, you know that you're going to feel bad and it's going to hurt some, but you know that if you waited and had that conversation way after you should have, it causes exponentially more pain for everyone involved. Yep. Always. And so I use a, I don't know if I should call it a somewhat juvenile technique, but I, um, when I was a kid, I was a gymnast and there were some things that were really scary to do as a gymnast. Like for instance, one day we were doing backflips into the foam pit and I was probably like nine or 10 years old and I was scared to do it. And so the coach was like, okay, we'll count to three and on three you'll jump and I will rotate you. Okay. And so we counted to three and I jumped. And for some reason that particular strategy struck, just stuck with me as I aged. And now anytime there's anything unpleasant that I have to do, before giving myself way too much time to think about it, I count to three and I do it. And so for me, that is the way that I start those uncomfortable conversations. If there's something that I need to say, something that needs to be said, that I am unwilling to spit out, I know that once I say the first sentence, if I, I, I'll let myself kind of stew over like, what is it that I'm precisely going to say? I'm not saying to just kind of, you know, shoot off with whatever pops into your head the first moment you get an inkling of something. but. <laughs> If, yeah, think it over, please. Um, <laughs> for instance, um, you know, if I, if something, if I'm unhappy in my relationship and I know it's down to like, I just need to initiate this conversation and there is one sentence that can introduce the topic of what I need to talk about. And it's not, we need to talk. It can be that if it's like a big, scary, hairy thing that we need to talk about, like maybe the thing I'm unwilling to say is we need to talk. And so if I am in the room, if like the timing is right, like everybody's calm and fed and we're good and we're sitting and I'm like, oh, I could talk about it right now. My brain's like, or you could do X, Y, Z, you know, whatever other things. Then I will literally say to myself, one, two, three. And then I'll just say, we need to talk before I actually think through what that's going to do. You know, if you, if I make myself do it as an automatic thing, if it just comes out of my mouth, then it's out in the air and we are having the conversation and it's not going to be as hard as I was probably afraid it was going to be. Right. So not giving yourself that option to like, essentially, I think a lot of people really struggle with falling back into like people pleasing through not having these conversations, you know, Oh, I don't want to rock the boat. So I'm just not Mm going to actually like verbalize or say what I need or want because I don't want to make this other person mad. So we're just going to like go along with like what we're doing right now until you come to that point where you're like, I literally can't not. And then yeah, you know, they blow up. Yes. It, every, yeah. time, every time, every time. And so I, I always think to myself, like whoever I'm with, they might not be happy either in the current situation. And this doesn't have to be as dramatic as, you know, breaking up. This could be like, I don't like where we live. I want to move. I am unhappy with the way that we do chores around the house. I, anything that's, that's a source of tension, they can probably feel it too. And on top of that, they want you to be happy. Like they would rather hear about it because how can they change anything about their behavior or anything else if they don't know that it's a problem? If you don't say anything, they don't know. And so the first step is always having an honest conversation about whatever the problem is. And it's not guaranteed to be sunshine and rainbows by the end of the conversation, but you'll both feel better for having discussed it. 
Right. And it's painful to find out later that there was something, yes. you know, that you were doing that somebody's like, yeah, uh, for six months, I like hated how you loaded the dishwasher. And you're like, well, why didn't you tell me? Oh, I also, I'm like surprising no one. I am like heavy on, I love feedback, like receiving it. Uh, I'm also passionate about it as a concept in general. Again, surprising no one. Um, <clears throat> but at work, I, I was a supervisor for a couple of years at the last gym that I worked at. And I was always, you know, very clear with peers that, you know, I enjoy receiving both positive and negative feedback really regu- regularly. I want to hear your opinions about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it in a constructive way. Obviously, I just don't want you to come around and be like, I hate that. I hate what you're doing. Uh, I want want you to tell me what specifically you don't agree with. And then also I was really clear, like when I was training people, for instance, to work the desk, uh, it was like an extremely busy gym that I worked at. And so it was really easy to say, you know, you handled that interaction really well. I especially like how you did X, Y, Z, or next time try this. You know, it was, I was very passionate about giving and receiving feedback because if you don't do that, there's just no way to know. It's like you said, like, I hated how you loaded the dishwasher for six months. It's like, well, how was I supposed to know that you had a problem with that? Like, you never said anything. You didn't make a face where I could see you. Like, I have no idea. And if you don't say anything, you're essentially asking the other person to read your mind, which is completely unfair. Absolutely. It's like clear as kind. Like being Yes. Clear. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I want that tattooed across people? my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Please just tell me whatever it is. Just tell it's me. I, I, I love too that that moment in gymnastics stuck with you so yeah. much because that gives I don't you know a why. very tangible tactic to use. It, I mean, it probably yeah. stuck with you because it's a very powerful tool that you can use now in this career that you have, you know? I never did any more backflips. Like I have no idea why that's specific. <laughs> but when I try to trace it back, it's like, oh, that's, I think that's when I remember first commit. Like, I, I guess there were times in my life before that, where I counted to three, like jumping off a diving board or something, but it was like count of three and then back off. Cause I was scared. Like that was the first time that the count of three meant someone else was doing a thing and I had to go along with it. You know? <laughs> right. You're like, all right, we, I'm, you don't give yourself that time to think. And you just like dive in. You're like, I'm doing it and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And we then have committed. Kind of like, yeah. You'll figure out kind of exactly what needs to be said, because I think that's also a common hangup for people is trying to like, we plan the conversation in our heads and we're like trying oh, yeah. to guess and assume what the other person's going to say. So we like have the entire script written out, but that's not how conversations work. Like, no, they never say the thing you you think they're going to say. Exactly. Never. Like, never. (laughs) Not once. (laughs) I had one of my friends one time um, a couple months back be like, "Uh, could you please just like stop assuming what you think I'm going to think and just let me say it? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I should. Yeah. Called out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I needed it though. You know, like I was totally doing that. I was like, oh, if I do this, he's going to react and respond this way. And he's like, how do you know that though? And I was like, I guess yeah. <laughs> you're like, I was predicting it based on your past behavior and my assumptions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry. Um, I'm sure we could do an entire podcast episode on relationships, which I think we should oh, at some point. I think that would be so, much. so fun. So for you, 
you know, like we can either do within relationships or kind of like outside of it as well. What are some of the other things that you really love working with people on? And like, yes, you know, helping to get the, to know themselves better. I know you really love organization, like efficiency, yes. all of those types of things too. Oh my gosh, so much. You should see me when I'm at work or literally in any environment and somebody is like, well, how about we try it this way? And I'm like, well, if you do it this way, it might be a little bit easier. And they're like, yeah, but I'm going to do it this way. I just look at them like they have two heads. I'm like, why? Why would you do? Why? I don't understand. Like, I just feel like I'm speaking another language. <laughs> it's also, I think, the gift of being a projector in human design is like, we just, like, we are, we're seers. Like, we see yeah. the most efficient path and, like, we see the bigger picture. Anything else, we're like, that's ludicrous. Why are you doing like, Why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? I can't work with you. I'm sorry. I have to walk away. <laughs> I'm going to go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I just like you turning me on to human design was really helpful too. So, okay, let's go down the 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 self-help route, I guess, of what I enjoy working with people on. I think that there is such power in knowing yourself. <clears throat> and I don't mean that as in you are a static person for all of your life at all, like not by any means. However, and there are a lot of personality tests out there, so don't get overwhelmed, but <laughs> I just mean <laughs> that knowing some fun- fundamental things about how you operate most happily or most efficiently, if that's the language that your brain speaks, that is, that is power. That is true power. Yep. Like I struggled so much in school. It just never felt like it was working for me. And I know now that that's because I was a, a rebel who didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> be a projector who had existential issues (laughs) and also (laughs) depressed. Like all of those things together made it very difficult for me, but I didn't have the tools to express my needs. Right. So it's kind of how I kind of, if I think about um, possibly just because I've just been reading about this, uh, if I think about kids who have speech developmental issues, it's like they they don't have the tools to express what they're trying to get across, right? It's not that they have less intelligence. It's not that they're being deliberately difficult. It's that they don't possess the tools in our framework of the world in like the way that society normally works. They don't have the tools to express their needs and wants besides like screaming and kicking, you know, like those are just, that's all they have available to them. So Anyway, I digress. I wasn't screaming and kicking in high school. However, I was struggling a lot with my grades. And knowing what I know now, I fully believe that I could have had conversations with my teachers and with my mom and devised a strategy and had way better view of myself, like a way higher view of myself, had I known what I know now yeah. about who I am and how I work. And I think I would have been able to succeed by the you know, societal trappings of success of high grades and stuff like that. I think that it would have been a better experience. And I think that if everyone in the world knew themselves well, we would operate so smoothly because, well, I I can't say that because not everyone is projectors and not everybody cares about operating smoothly above all else. (laughs) (laughs) My number one, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yes. Like, wow. If we could all just, you know, know things and then not do things that clash with that, but not everybody's on that page. Right. Um, But I, I think that it's, 
it was so life-changing for me to learn these things about myself. And I imagine that there have to be other people out there who are just struggling. Like is if life is just harder for them in certain ways or in every way, and maybe knowing something about themselves would change that. Maybe that would give them the tools to structure their life so that it's easier for them. And I just, I really want to help people with that. I know it's like a very daunting, the self-help aisle is a very daunting aisle to walk down in the bookstore, you know? And the YouTube rabbit hole is deep, so deep. So deep. <laughs> and so I love researching, love learning about stuff, love talking about this stuff with people. And so I would just really love to be a resource for people so they can ask me questions and I can give them information that I have absorbed because I've got a lot of it. <laughs> and I, I mean, yeah, you're set the them on the path. <laughs> you're the shortcut. Like, absolutely. Like your like thirst for knowledge and how much you love reading and helping other people do this. Like you're literally like, let me, let me take these hours, weeks, years that somebody else could spend, you know, finding this information. And you're like, I did it all for you already. Like here it is here. Like, yeah. Also being a projector, you have this beautiful gift of acting as a mirror for another person. You can reflect back to somebody and say, okay, this is what you're saying to me. These are the patterns that I'm noticing. And from Mm -hmm. that, people are going to be like, holy shit, my entire life is now different. And you're like, I'm just, I'm just a mirror for you. Like, I'm just, I'm just here for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I totally resonate with what you're saying about school. Like, I have such a hard time being told what to do that like, Mm -hmm. if I would have known this about myself, like, I literally thought that I was a difficult person until probably (laughs) a year ago, I was like, No, I'm just difficult. And then I was like, actually, I'm just a rebel and I need to be like questions to me need to be phrased in a certain way or mm-hmm. I need to be like I need to feel like I have freedom of choice or that it was my idea and that's like that's a personality trait I've always had so like for me to know that back in school could have been helpful and then I could communicate that with different people and like yeah I probably would have gotten way better results and like I wouldn't have felt like this salmon constantly yep. swimming upstream like that's like oh my gosh. pretty much what I felt like the best analogy ever for what school feels like. (laughs) Like there's such this narrow, um, I think corridor, like two, I'm thinking of Harry Potter now. Um, like, cause we talked about this previously with like this corridor to success. And it's like, you Mm -hmm. don't fit in that, like things feel rough. Like things feel real hard. Everything was just like a knockdown drag out fight. And at the end you got to see, and it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I tried so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Even though on paper, it doesn't look like you tried that hard because what you put out is like, okay. And you're like, this took every ounce of willpower that I had. And I am wiped out for a week now. <laughs> now I need to go lick my wounds and recover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you had other projects that just go to the wayside, like uh, swimming upstream. That is absolutely uh, yeah. exactly it. Yeah. That's what school was. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just love it. I just want to help people navigate their lives more easily. It's seriously, it unlocks so much. Like, I mean, honestly, I mean, especially being a business owner, the more you know about yourself, like the better it's going to be, the easier it's going to be. Like learning to work within your own specific parameters is one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself. Like it's not only like confidence building, but you're also going to be able to get more done in a shorter period of time because like the point isn't to just work all the time. Like the point is to get the thing done that needs to be done and then do what you like. Yeah. Yeah. And if what you like that day is to do a ton of work that one day that preps you for weeks, great. And if it's not, that's also fine. 
You just need to like figure out which one it is and then you'll be able to structure your stuff. Yep. hundred percent. Okay. So if somebody wants to connect with you further, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's hard to say dot coaching. That's my Instagram handle. And through that page, uh, I believe the link in my bio right now is currently to book free coaching calls with me because right now I have slots available uh, for 30 minute coaching calls. Um, I just kind of want to talk to you and see where you're at and see what's going on. Uh, it doesn't cost you a dime. The link on there is for that. Um, I also normally have the link up. So once the coaching calls are closed, I will have the link up to join my email newsletter as well. Uh, and if you have anything, you know, you can contact me through my DMs on Instagram. You can also email me. It's Steph at htscoaching.net. So like HTS for hard to say. So those are the two main ways to get in touch with me. Perfect. And I will link all of that in the show notes as well. Like you guys go, go grab up these free coaching calls. Like if you just want to like learn more about yourself, like Steph's your girl, like hundred <laughs> percent, go, go get them while they're, while they're there. Get them while they're hot. Fresh while they're presses. hot. Griddle? Love it. Presses? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steph, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I know this is really going to resonate with a lot of people. And if you guys listen to this, tag both of us on Instagram in your stories. We would love to see what you're connecting with. And thank you so much again for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was super fun. A huge thank you to Steph for coming on the show and sharing her light with all of us. That was truly such a great conversation, and I really hope that you got to know her more. I will link where you can find and connect more with Steph in the show notes if you're looking to connect with her on Instagram. So, uh, you know what I'm going to ask. You you know it already, but if you have not yet left a rating and review for the podcast, I would really appreciate it. only takes a couple of minutes, and it means the world to me, just like platform platforms like Instagram and Facebook, podcasting, and iTunes also has an algorithm, so it really helps me out. It helps other people find the show, and I really, really love being able to read the messages, read what you're digging, what you're into, so that I can create more content like that. So again, if you haven't left that rating and review, I would really appreciate it, and I will talk to you next episode.